Welcome to episode 28 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. Let's explore building trust, building trust with ourselves and building trust in our relationships. I'll be sharing two of our biggest obstacles that get in our way from building that trust and three key components to building trust within ourselves and with those people that are important in our lives. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insights. So first, let's understand what even trust means. What does it mean to actually trust someone or something? It's really a firm belief in someone's reliability, their truth or strength of someone or something that you believe in. So the two biggest obstacles that we have when we're building trust is envy and our mindset. So let's talk about envy for a second, because I think that this is a real big one for many different people. It's that feeling of being discontent in your life and wanting to be someone or something else. This causes us to become bitter, to become jealous, to become angry. We might experience this ourselves, or we might experience this from someone else's point of view. Feeling that underlining resentment, aroused by someone else's possessions or qualities in their life or their success. We may even call them a mentor, but really what we feel deep inside is this envy to be like them, to show up like them to be secure like them. Feeling this underlining resentment that's really created by noticing someone else's life or something that we want in life. Maybe it's a career. Maybe it's a relationship. It's really envy is like comparing ourselves to someone else's life or someone else's possessions. We see this a lot in social media, when we scroll through the social media and we notice that someone else has a better life than we do, or we think that they have a better life, but we don't know that. We don't know that to be fact. The second obstacle in building trust is our mindset. It's a belief that we gain through social conditioning, our own stigma of what we think we should be like. Whether we suffer from perfectionism or maybe we suffer from generational conditioning 
Like we should be a certain way. We should show up a certain way. And so we have this constant fight and this constant battle in our minds. And it creates this way in which we don't have trust in our own needs, our own desires. Maybe you don't even know what your desires are because of this social conditioning. The first place that trust and building trust begins is within ourselves. It's the ability to make a mistake and be okay with it. It's the ability to tell ourselves the truth. It's the ability to notice things about ourselves and work on them, work on our mindset, work on our belief system, work on our social conditioning, to really ask ourselves if this is what we really want. Sometimes people try to convince us of what we want, and we go along for the ride. Maybe we have a little people-pleasing going on, so we want to please someone. We want to please our boss. We want to please our kids. We want to please our spouse. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to please someone if it's truly what you want to do, if it's truly who you are, if it's part of your personality. There's nothing wrong with that. Until it becomes something that you resent, until it becomes something that makes you bitter, that makes you angry when you do it, or makes you angry when other people ask you to do it. So really, this is about changing our mindset and noticing when we have envious thoughts. So let's talk about the three main components of building trust in a relationship. So I'm going to offer you up a visual. It's going to be like this triangle. And in the middle of this triangle is the word trust. And at the very top is authenticity, truthfulness. Of course, trust needs truthfulness. It needs us to be authentic. That is the number one component of building trust, building trust within ourselves and building trust in our relationships. The other one is logic. The other corner to that triangle is just the logic of what we're saying. Some people don't have the capacity to have a lot of logic. I know that we all know people like that. Like we understand that they don't get it. Then there's empathy, empathy and compassion. Building trust requires this, building trust within ourselves, knowing that we're human and we're going to make mistakes. So let's break each one of these down for just a moment. Let's talk about empathy first. We get to ask ourselves these three questions. Where and when and to whom do we offer up distraction to? And what I mean by that is, do you distract people from feeling bad? Do you try to change the subject? Do you try to walk out of the room? If you do those things with certain people, you might be withholding empathy from them. Offering up a distraction is not holding empathy for a person. It's not listening to a person. It's not having compassion for them. We just want to change the subject 
or we just want someone to feel better on their own. Some really good ways to practice empathy when we hiccup in this area, because we're going to, is to become really curious about people, really curious about your own thoughts. Empathetic people are curious about those people around them. Also to focus on what you have in common with the other person rather than focusing in on the differences that you have with them. This is really important and we've talked a lot about this in different podcasts where I talk about looking for evidence that things are going well instead of looking for evidence as to why things are not going well or looking for evidence that this person is a good person versus looking for the evidence that they're a bad person. Focus on what others do right instead of what they do wrong. Put yourself in their shoes. This is really important when we want to grow our empathy and our compassion. No, we don't always know what's going on in their mind, but sometimes we can put ourselves in their shoes for just a moment and understand what they might be feeling or they might be thinking. This is a way that we practice empathy. And of course, having empathy for yourself, like we're human. We are going to make mistakes. We are going to say the wrong things. We are going to do some things that don't help us. But having that compassion to understand that it's okay and we can get through this. Empathy is active listening. Not listening to reply, but listening to hear the other person. Empathy is about stepping outside of your comfort zone. It's about understanding the other person. It's about supervising your own emotions as stress can affect our ability to show empathy and compassion. So empathy builds trust in relationships because it creates an understanding and a connection. Empathy validates other people's emotions. It validates your own emotions. It builds a rapport. It builds this resilience within ourselves. When we have the empathy and we have compassion for ourselves, we just move on. It's like, whoops, I made a mistake and now it's time to figure out what's next. It's a key component of conflict resolution. We have to have empathy in order to resolve conflict. It creates this positive, safe environment for us and other people to share what's really on our minds. People will see you as being reliable and trustworthy when you have empathy and compassion. You are going to see yourself as being reliable and trustworthy when you have compassion for yourself. So let's talk about the next component. This is one that kind of takes me a little bit by surprise, but it's actually, you know, quite logical, I guess. And it's logic, the quality of your logic and how you communicate it. So let's talk a little bit about that. When you supervise your emotions so that you can have sound and quality logic to communicate, we begin to build trust in ourselves and with other people. 
Now I'm going to give you an example of where logic just goes out the door because we're not supervising our emotions or our thinking. So we might have a problem with someone that stems back from previous experiences with them. And instead of saying something in the moment of something very serious that's happened, what we do is we hold it in, we repress it. We like shove it down deep, avoiding that conflict. And then eventually it comes out over something silly. That's where logic goes down the drain. So stop yourself when communicating through reaction and instead apply the logic. Do you need to take a step back and have a conversation with that person about what happened a year ago? Now, I don't like bringing up old stuff. I'd rather you do it in the moment, but I know that sometimes this happens. Understanding that someone not picking up their shoes is really probably not the problem. The problem is, is something that has gone on for a while that you've noticed. So apply the logic. Use facts. That's how we apply logic. If we blow up over nothing, if we get upset over nothing, it's going to appear that we don't have quality to our madness. It's not sound logic when somebody blows up over something that seems so insignificant. But when we use our facts, like we can prove it in a court of law, and we do it calmly, we're applying logic to it. And that builds trust. That builds trust in your relationships and with yourself. You trust yourself more to bring up a heavy subject to bring up that crucial conversation. The other person trusts you when you use facts and they listen more to what you're saying and they reflect more about what you are trying to communicate to them. And again, I've said this before, but we've got to choose our battles, right? We can't get upset over everything or people will stop listening to us. We have to do the same for ourselves. We can't get upset at every mistake that we make or everything that goes wrong in our lives. Because if we do, we're not applying that sound logic to it. And again, the key here is facts. Logic also, there's an art to communicating it, okay? Sometimes people use a journey to get to the point. Some are better at this than other people are. So you have to be able to discern when and how to use this to communicate. If you create a journey to get your point across, you don't want to bore the other person. You don't want to speak in riddles. You don't want to go on and on and on to try to get your point across. But sometimes we need to create a journey. And one of the tactics that we can use is we can say, Yesterday, I cleaned up the entire house and I just noticed that your shoes are sitting there. And so the story that I'm actually telling myself right now is that you don't value the job that I do keeping things picked up. And I don't know what your intentions were, but if you could, I would really like you to keep things picked up after I clean. So it's 
transitioning that into the story that you are telling yourself instead of the behavior of the other person. Because that's what it is. It's a story that we're telling ourselves. Now, a lot of times people don't want to hear the journey. They just want you to be right to the point. They want you to get right to that point. Which brings me to the second one, which is to get right to the point. Start with the point and then give the facts. Now, why does logic build trust? Well, there's transparency. There's consistency in applying the clear logic and truth. The facts build trust. They build trust with humans. When we make up stories in our head that are not true, and then we communicate these to other people, it hurts the trust that we're trying to build. Logic helps problem solving. Even when you're applying that logic to your own thoughts and emotion, it helps you solve the problem by being very factual. And logic provides clarity in communication. Do you need to get right to the point or do you need to explain yourself? Most of the time, people just need to get right to the point. They just need to go in very calmly and say, listen, I've noticed this. So let's talk about authenticity, being your true authentic self. This is no easy task for some people. For some people, this comes naturally and others it does not. Remembering who you are, showing people who you are. The thing is, is that our loved ones, they know us a lot better than we think that they do. So what is an authentic person? Well, they listen. They're not afraid to express themselves. They value loving other people. They're not a people pleaser, but they're not afraid to help someone. They love themselves. Authentic people really love and care for themselves. They see and acknowledge their own faults. We realize, hey, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. They stick to their morals and values, no matter what. And they've already done the work and gone through those morals and values. And they know exactly which ones they want to keep and which ones are outdated. And they need to get rid of them. They listen to that inner voice uh, that tells them, okay, you need to be authentic. You need to be truthful here. It's so much easier to be an authentic person than to, trying to be another type of person, the type of person that someone else wants us to be. It's so much easier to have truth on your side. If you don't know who you are, this is your opportunity to discover who you are. And being authentic, you will discover exactly what your desires are, what your needs are, who you are. This is scary to some people. Some people have grown up in environments where they weren't allowed to be themselves. Maybe they're an overachiever. And they're used to making people believe that 
they are somebody else that they're really not. And I know this because I struggled with this myself. I struggled with this at work, in my career, trying to be somebody that I wasn't or trying to be somebody that somebody else wanted me to be. I ended up taking jobs that didn't really suit me and my personality because I wasn't being authentic to my true self. And what happened? I wasn't satisfied in my career. I wasn't happy in my career. I couldn't be authentic because I had accepted this position that I didn't even like. So building trust has those three components, authenticity, logic, and empathy. Now, this week, I would love for you to explore how you build trust with yourself. Sit down and write about it. Are you truthful with yourself? Are you an authentic person? Are you compassionate to your mistakes? Do you show yourself empathy? Do you stick with the facts, the logical facts, when you have maybe some discontent in your life? Start building trust within yourself. That is your first step. And then start building trust with others. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.